Amen. Thank you for that. Let's open our Bibles, please, to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. We're going to read verses 1 through 8. James chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. James chapter 4, verse 1. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. From whence come wars and fightings among you? <clears throat> come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And please look back at verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So notice it says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And this morning I'll speak to you on this subject, the empty space. This is very, very important. I'd ask that you listen very carefully. The empty space. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd speak to our hearts, help us to understand spiritual warfare and principles of capacity and resisting the devil submitting ourselves to Thee. We pray that Your Spirit would open our eyes and lead and guide us into all truth, that we would have a good understanding, that we could see how this applies to us practically, and that we could know the doctrine. We pray that Your Spirit would do all the work. Once again, we yield to Him. We put no confidence in the flesh. Help us just to be a voice crying in the wilderness. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. The uh, empty space. In spiritual warfare, we know that it's not physical. It's not by might. And it's not financial. It's not of our own charisma. And it's not of our own willpower. You cannot will your way against Satan, and you cannot will your way to change your life. According to 2 Corinthians 4.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when the devil gets a stronghold, he gets a hold of us. He attacks us and something sets in that we lose control of ourselves. We lose control of our life because He has set up something stronger than us, a stronghold. 
How are we going to pull it down, tear it down, break it down? The Bible tells us that if we can learn Satan's nature, we can resist him, and we can submit ourselves, humble ourselves to God, and the devil will flee from us. So a strong man knows his enemy. He studies his enemy. He prepares. He has a strategy. Because someone who's strong, the saying is, knows their enemy. But a stronger man than that knows himself. And if you can really learn yourself, you can learn others. And the good example, sad to say, this is Sunday football day of the American religious world. Uh, a good football coach has a great game plan and good preparation because he has studied the tape and he knows the team that he's playing. So he knows the strengths of the game that he, of the team he's playing, the weaknesses of the opponent. And so he knows the tendencies, he, and he will attack their weaknesses, these tendencies. Uh, it was said in, in the old military days, the custom was to parley. Yeah. They would meet with the enemy, sit down and look them eye to eye, and they had this saying, I want to know the metal of my enemy. I want to look him in the eye. I want to, I want to get close to him to learn the metal of my opponent. You might have heard that story one time at the Battle of the Bulge right at the end of World War II. I think it was in the Ardennes Forest. Most of you know about that with the Band of Brothers. But the Nazis sent in a messenger and uh, d demanded surrender. And I forget the name of the American commander, but he just wrote one word and sent it back, nuts. Nut, you're crazy. If you think I'm gonna give in and surrender, you're nuts. Amen. And you know the story, we, we went on and that ended uh, to a large degree, uh, World War II, and then we went into uh, Berlin. So just, to begin with, I'm going to give you some principles about spiritual warfare and about how to resist the devil. Because if you do this, if you resist the devil, he will flee. Right. It's nothing that we can do. It's nothing of ourselves to be arrogant or proud about. But if you resist him, he will flee because of his nature. So... Number, first one, we need to realize he is second in power only to God himself. That's how powerful the devil is. Even Michael the archangel would not fight him over the body of Moses. But he said, the Lord rebuked thee. The Lord will defeat thee. You cannot defeat the devil on your own. He is full of wisdom, full of power, full of glory by the creation of the sovereignty of God. And he is second in power only to God himself. Uh, we should not be afraid of him, but you should respect him. Respect him. Uh, I, I remember when I first got saved as a preacher, I'd hear other preachers say, I rebuke thee. You know, these charismatic guys. Uh, 
Very scary thing. You can't rebuke the devil. You don't have the power to rebuke the devil. And remember the seven sons of Sceva said, I know Paul, I don't know you. And they jumped on that guy. Uh, we don't have the power over the devil within ourselves. Now some people try to say, I rebuke thee in Jesus' name. Uh, that's not in there either. I say the Lord rebuked thee. Only the Lord can rebuke the devil. So he's very, very powerful. Don't be afraid of him, but respect him. Number two, he is not weak. So what he does is he is limited in proximity. He can only be in one place at one time. He's not omnipresent like God. So because of that, we need to realize he is, his weakness is time and his has to be in one place at one time. Remember in the book of Job, God asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been up and down in the earth. He said, has thou considered my servant Job? And he said, you put a hedge of protection around him, I can't touch him. But he's not everywhere all the time. He can only be in one place at one time. So if we understand this, it says in the book of Revelation during the tribulation, he will know that his time is short, therefore great wrath has come because his limitation is time restraints, follow me, and he can only be in one place at one time. Very important to know that about the devil when he attacks you in your life and in your family. Number three, because he is limited, even though he's second in power only to God, but he is limited by time and place, he must maximize the damage that he does by choosing wisely to focus on the weak, not the strong. He will not waste time if he knows he can't get to you. He will not waste time on you if you resist him. He will go to someone who is weaker, who will open the door, who is vulnerable, who will let him in, who have an empty space in their life because the principle is he follows the path of least resistance. If you do not resist him, he'll come right in. If you have an empty space in your life, in your mind, in your heart, in the capacity of your being, he will move right into that empty space. But if you fill that capacity with truth, wisdom, the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the Word of God, and a resisting spirit, if you stand up to Him, if you resist Him, what does the Bible say? He'll flee. Now, this is not because of your strength or you're a great spiritual warrior, a great man of God. No. This is because he has only so much time and he can only be in one place at a time. 
And he's not going to waste his time on somebody who's not easy. Easy. You know, in the old saying, uh, in the old days, men would look, wicked men look for easy women. Easy women. They don't look for somebody who has principles and has some convictions and will take off their high heel and hit you in the eye and stab you in the face if they touch you. They look for easy women. That's the way the devil works. Resist the devil, though. He'll flee from you. Now, if you think about the illustration of a dam, here's a dam that is built by men. The water begins to come. It begins to move in. It begins to rise. And the, and the water is looking for somewhere not to resist it. It's just building. It's pushing. If there's any crack in the fortitude of the dam, it will find that in the least resistance, and it will begin to push in that weakness of the infrastructure and just keep building and building. But if the dam is built correctly through engineering, it will resist the water. It will continue to come. Even though it's pushing, it will rise to the flood level. It will have a lower place. It will go over the dam, and then it will just keep going. But if there was a place of, of uh, no resistance, that's where it's going to go. So when you, what does a thief do? Most of the time, a thief will come to your house. He'll look for an open window. He'll look for an unlocked door. He'll look for the easiest way where there's the least resistance to enter. Now, then if they decide to break and enter, and the Bible talks about that in the law, those who break through, which is a very wicked, evil crime, and praise the Lord, Texas has the castle law, if they break through, but what will they do? They'll find the easiest window to break. The easiest door to get open, whatever the situation is. So they will follow the path of uh, least resistance. Those of you who know a little bit about plumbing and water, and, and even electricity, if you have a four-inch pipe of an entrance pipe bringing in water, and then it tees off and say there's four other pipes that that four-inch pipe floods into, and three of those pipes are two inches in diameter, and one of them is half inch in diameter, where's the water gonna go? It's gonna go to the two-inch pipes because there's least, less resistance and it's just going to flow into them. And it will never go into the half-inch pipe until all the two-inch pipes are full to build a back pressure. So then there's resistance. Then it will go into the half-inch pipe. That's how you get water pressure. And it's all based on the principle of resistance and capacity. Now this word resist... It means to stand against or oppose. Stand against it and to oppose it. Now, how do you do that? You do it with your mind. You do it with your intent. You do it with your spirit. You do it with your fortitude. You do it with the Holy Spirit power. And you do it with the power of the Word of God. But you have to stand against it. 
Now, if something's coming with you, an evil force, and you just back up, what's it going to do? It's just going to keep pushing you until it pushes you down. Because you're losing your fortitude in a retreat. You're backing up. You know, please. It just keep coming. But if you stand your ground and you for and you stand against it and you create a resistance, the devil's gonna realize I might could get him after a while. This isn't a good investment of my time. I don't have time to waste on this guy. This guy's resisting me. I'll go find somebody I can bully. Mm -hmm. This is the way the devil works. This is what bullies do. You know, and, and all and you know, the Lord will protect us from the devil. We know how powerful he is. We we ask the Lord to place a hedge of protection around us, hedge of thorns. But the devil's just a bully. If you are bullyable, is that a word? He'll pick on you. If you're if you are weak and frail and you will not resist him, he'll just keep tempting you. Right. He'll keep attacking you because he's trying to do the most damage he can in the least amount of time to the most people. Because he's limited by time and he's limited by presence, only one place at one time. So if you stand up to him, He'll leave you alone. You know, I've told you the stories. I grew up, it's not the good old days, probably the bad old days, but where they, when they started desegregation and they started busing people across town in Corpus Christi, Texas, and there were gangs, they would corner people in the locker rooms and bully people and steal their lunch money. You know, give me your lunch money. I'll... Please don't. And they'd corner little kids, real sad, push them around. Mostly manipulation, threats, you know, intimidation, bigger bodies. Back in the good old days where if you didn't pass, they'd fail you. You know, and, and it's a true story. People in my class, eighth grade, had full beards. It, I can show you the picture. Full, big old, thick, werewolf beards in the eighth grade. And, and I mean, some of them had failed three times. Yeah. I mean, big old guy. They would force people and steal their lunch money. And so this one kid one day, he said, you know, I'm just, this is it. When the, I'm just going to punch the biggest guy right in the nose. They may kill me. I may be dead. I'm not going to be a wimp. And then when that guy came in, he's, he's talking, you know, you know how it is. They, think, they don't think you're going to do anything. And he just punched that guy and blood went and they never picked on that guy again. Amen. You know what they went and did? Found somebody else and stole their lunch money. Give me your lunch money, man. <laughs> and then they said, oh, we can't steal that guy's lunch money. He stood up to us. We could take him if we wanted to. That's too hard. Let's just find somebody who will hand it over. Then they'd start walking around school, give me your lunch money, and the kids would start going, please don't. That's the way the devil works. If you resist him and stand against him, he, he will flee. Not because he's afraid, 
because he only has so much time to do so much damage and he'll go find somebody else that he can do a lot more damage in a, a shorter period of time. So by nature, the easiest way is the path of least resistance and that is called the empty space. Now, if you think about the principle of capacity, the whole principle is in three dimensions, there's only so much room for so much. And once it is filled, there's not room for anything else. So if it is filled to capacity, it's kind of like when you're on vacation, you're looking for a hotel room, it'll say no vacancy. We are full. We don't have any. We'd like to take your money. There's no room for you. No vacancy. So if you have your life filled with the things of God, and then you resist the devil, there's no empty space, and he will flee you, because why? You have resisted him in the biblical way. So you yield. If you yield to him and you make room, he'll go. I can pick on this guy. I will keep tempting them. I will keep attacking them. I will keep putting stupid thoughts in their head and they'll believe it. I will keep allowing this person to say something that makes them mad because that works every time. I will keep causing financial setbacks because I know I can destroy their life that way. Because they made a space for him. But if you resist him, there's no empty space. The capacity is filled. He will go find somebody else where there's the empty space. Now, what did Jesus do in his 40-day temptation of fasting in the wilderness? He was tired. He was hungry. He was all God, all man, yet without sin. And the devil came and tempted him. And with his three temptations, he hit Jesus at his weakest spot at that time. Every time, Jesus skillfully wielded the two-edged sword of the Word of God and said, As it is written, Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He skillfully resisted, and then it says, Matthew 4.11, Then the devil leaveth him. And an angel came and ministered unto him. Why did this happen? Because the devil knew. He is resisting me. This isn't working. I only have so much time. I'll find somebody else who will not resist me. And I will run and wreck their life. You know, there's a principle that in Tai Chi, you move into the empty space. Never the full spot. Just look for the empty. Look for the empty. Move in there. Remember the story Jesus told where there was a, a person possessed with an unclean spirit? And the spirit left the body. And the spirit went and sought a dry place. And it couldn't find anywhere to live. It couldn't possess another person's body. And it went back and it said that person had cleaned and swept and garnished their body. Their body was completely empty. 
And you know what the devil did? He said, oh, I'll go get seven more wicked than I am and we're moving right in because it's, it's empty. That's the way the devil works. Now, if that person would have got saved and the Holy Spirit lived in their body, there would be no capacity for the devil and, and, and they wouldn't have got seven more and moved right in. It's the principle of capacity and you are either... That's why I said you're supposed to not only be saved, indwelt by the Spirit, but do what? Filled with the Spirit. Amen. Now, just in passing, a saved person cannot get devil-possessed, praise the Lord. But the principle is the devil will attack you and tempt you if you don't resist him. So, if we think about the proving grounds of life, the tests of life, the battles, the struggles, the tribulation, the temptation, the persecution. How will we win the victory? Because if you think about all the external elements that are coming, that are moving in, pressing in, the battles of wills, the spirits that are moving, what are they really doing? They're looking for an empty place to come in. If you have no empty places, there's no room. If you resist him, he will flee from you. So, have you ever heard like the wind coming through a crack under the door threshold? I can't do it right now. What was that? Well, the wind found an empty place. Probably your cat ripped the, the uh, thing or the, uh, yeah, like mine did like that coon did the other night. Ate part of my insulation around my door. The, the wind comes in looking for one little space to get through. You hear it coming through the, maybe sometime even through a window. Yeah. Uh, you think about, they say a mouse can contract its body to the diameter of a pencil. Now I'm not sure if that's true. I just read it one place. I don't know if it's true. If you have a hole in your house, the diameter of a pencil, a mouse can get in there. Where do these bugs come from? I have a nice home. I insulated it. Why is there a bug? I killed three the other night. I, there was a scorpion there. There was a spider there. There's one of those big old beetles over there. And then there are these things that look like a yellow thing with black spots are showing up. You might be seeing. What, what is going on? They, they, they get under the threshold. The Bible says that the creeping things get in. They find a way in. How did that scorpion get in a bathtub? You tell me. Think it through. How, did the, how does the cold seep in? How does the heat get in? How, what's that vibration, that something, how does it get in? Somehow, some way, there was an empty space and all these things are coming in at us. And when you think about the character of your life, the fortitude of your life, will you stand against, you know, or is there an empty spot? Because if there is, the devil knows this might be a good investment of my time and energy to attack that person. 
1 Peter 4.12 Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As some strange thing tried you, the test to not just break your will or to get you to yield to the temptation, but the main test is, do you have an empty space that you're not resisting the devil in your life? So, think about it. You have several choices. You can do nothing. You'll get totally dominated. You will get totally just dominated. Do nothing. It's, just do nothing when the bully shows up and see what he does to you. Or number two, you can use muscle to muscle. That's not going to work because somebody's always stronger than you. Somebody always has more power than you physically. The other thing you can do is try to deflect it, like to use a ricochet, and, and that's very, very helpful to change the angle to deflect the oncoming. Or you can resist. You can stand against, and that's what needs to happen in America right now. Right. Somebody needs to say, I'm not putting up with this. Right. I stand against what's going on. Amen. Not having it. I'm going to sit there and take it and not say anything. Just be a pushover. Yes. Whatever they want you to do, don't question it. Don't have any common sense. Just yeah. roll over. Where's Randy? Randy. Roll over. Roll over. I'm not rolling over. Amen. So, the mental, the spiritual attitude to resist. Stand up, fight back, good. fill the empty spots. You think about a chain of command. That's why God says, what, what starts this off? Submit to God. Humble yourself. I submit to Him. The Lord rebuke thee. I will stand against I, by the wisdom and the power of God, fill the empty space, the void. There's no capacity. And the devil will know, this is a bad investment of my time. I'm going to go find somebody else who will let me push them around. You know, you, you know these people, they're weak, they're gullible, they're naive, they're simpletons, they're easily conned, they're always living in the past, woe is me, defeatist mentality if you would understand what the Bible's telling you can be on the winning side yeah. you know, that's why I love all those songs I'm on the winning side yes, sir. who is on the Lord's side it's nothing to do with me God showed me I don't have to put up with it that doesn't mean you're perfect we all make mistakes a just man falleth seven times riseth up again we know that but if we know, follow me, that Satan follows the path of least resistance. Now, one of the greatest verses is 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. The devil as a roaring lion seeketh whom he may devour. Didn't say he can devour anybody. He seeks those whom he may devour. And so he's like a stalking lion in the high grass looking for the weak or the elderly 
or those who are not aware, those who do not have their self-defense mechanisms in place, and just waiting for no resistance, that he can just come right in and latch with his carnivorous fangs and kill the innocent, that's whom he may devour. Because when he looks, he'll go, I can't devour that person, that's a waste of time. I can't devour that person, that's a waste of time. That person stands up and resists, that's a waste of time. That person fills the empty space, there is nothing to receive, they stand against me, that's a waste of time. So what happens? He seeks no resistance. Now, you know, if you know anything about electricity, uh, you better know what is a conductor of electricity and what is not a conductor of electricity. Wood and rubber is not a conductor of electricity. It, it resists. So, you know, if you're working with electricity, we, we know use wood, you know, touch it with the stick, can't get you. Why? Electricity seeking a ground, always seeking a ground, a conductor to seek the ground. And if you know that, you can resist it. Same thing with our immune system, this thing coming in. If you don't build your immune system, it's looking for a capacity to come in. And you, you build your immunity by building your lungs and your heart and your kidneys and your spleen to build your immunity to develop this aura of expanding to ward it off no matter what's coming at you. It's seeking no resistance. You know a sales pitch, you know, and there's some good honest salesmen selling really great products that we need. But when they've got to push it too hard, you probably don't need it. Right. You're, they're probably trying to sell you something to get a commission. You don't need it. And so here they come. Have, have you filled the capacity not to fall for the sales pitch? Good. You know, I could give you a few examples, but for lack of time, I won't. Watch out when it says spam risk. Probably shouldn't answer those who you don't know who it is. If it's important, they'll leave a message. I never answer any number, I don't know who it is, uh, for many reasons. But, so, if you resist him, what will he do? Flee. Now, doesn't mean he's afraid, doesn't mean you should take the credit, doesn't mean you're a spiritual giant, because the second you let your guard down, he's going right. to punch you right, right. in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, just, just come at the fight like this. He's, he's just waiting to hit you. So, uh, but if you resist him, he'll flee. So, in conclusion, if you're emotional, if you're controlled by your emotions, what will he do? Attack your feelings. That hurt my feelings. Some of you might have got your feelings hurt here. I don't know. That hurt my feelings. Well, Satan goes, oh, yeah. I can whoop this person by just making them feel things. That's the way it works. But if you don't have any feelings, now we all have feelings. Or if you don't live by your emotions, he'll go, well, that doesn't work. I'm not going to, that, that person doesn't live by their feelings. I'm not going to attack them with that. If, if you live by bad news, 
What was that? Oh. But if, if you live by if, if a hypochondriac, you know, you're afraid of everything, fear, he's going to hit you with fear. He's just going to strike you. If you don't trust in God, and I'm, I'm out of time, I have a lot more to say on that, but if you live by fear, He'll strike you with fear. If you live for money, He'll hit you with financial situation. And if, if you live for lust, He'll bring the wrong thing right in front of your eyes to get you to try to look at it. But if you make your mind up, what did, I think Job or was it David said, I made a covenant with my eyes. So I have no capacity for that. I resisted. He's not going to tempt you with that. And then when it happens, you'll say, it's going to take more than that to get me. But other people, they're always, the word is susceptible in their spiritual immune system so that there's an empty space so when the energy comes, they don't have a resistance and there's a space and it moves right in. Now, what do we have to do? Very simple. Submit yourself to God. I submit to God. He is my Lord and my God, my Savior, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. I can't rebuke the devil. I'm nothing. The devil is second in command and power only to God Himself. The Lord rebuked thee. And then what I do? Resist the devil. Resist. Now, you know, we've told the stories. When we got saved, we had a friend, the Berries, they had a farm. We drove out, and we had a 55-gallon drum, and we burned all of our rock music. And we said, we're not going to have any of this wicked music in our house or temptation for the devil to use that. And we built a fire, and we just started throwing our albums in there. You know, when you're a kid, and that was like one of your greatest possessions if you're a pothead. You know, one of your, your rock and roll. And, and we would throw, and we would hear devils screaming coming out. Believe me, you don't have to believe me. It happened. I remember Ted Nugent was a cat scratch fever. His, his arms were guitars and, his, and, and we just watched him burn and all, that, all this stuff coming out. And uh, the reason I'm using that illustration, we said, we're not going to have any room for this music problem. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm going to have a resistance in the music of my life. I'm not going to open up for anything that comes down the radio pipe or whatever it is out there. And I had to get rid of my electric guitar, all my amplifiers, my memory man, my phase shifter, all that stuff. The distortion electronic devices. Not gonna have, I had to get rid of my surfboard. First thing, I do not want a surfboard anywhere in my vicinity. I'm not having it. Why? Opens up. Satan says, oh, he doesn't, he's resisting in that area. They're resisting. And you see other people, they don't resist. And I'm telling you, it's coming. You'll hear that wind blowing under the door. It's getting in some way. I can't do it right. You'll hear it's coming. 
So if you resist, though, you stand. It's nothing of us, but the devil will flee. Good. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All right, let's pray. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. I'd ask that you think about what was said as it applies to your life.